"'Excellent!' Jane exclaimed and reached out a right hand. Her fingertips touched cloth and leather. They traced the embossed letters marching up and down the spines for a few brief seconds before traveling to the next book. "'Inspire me!' she whispered. But nothing spoke to her, so she shifted to the left side of the ladder, stretching her arm overhead until her hand brushed against a book that was smaller and shorter than its neighbor's. I believe you have something to tell me, she said, and pulled it from the shelf. Sinclair craned his neck, as if he might be able to read the title from his vantage point on the ground. Which one chose you, Miss Jane? A British mystery, she said, frowning. But I don't see how... At that moment, two boys burst into the room, infusing the air with screams, scuffles, and shouts. The first, who had transformed himself into a knight using a stainless steel salad bowl as a helm and a gray t-shirt covered with silver duct tape as armor, brandished a wooden yardstick. The second boy, who was identical to the first in every way except for his costume, wore a green raincoat. He had the hood pulled up and tied under his chin, and he carried two hand rakes. His lips were closed around a New Year's Eve party favor, and every time he exhaled, its multicolored paper tongue would uncurl with a shrill squeak. Boys, Jane called out to no effect. Her sons dashed around chairs and side tables, nearly overturning the coffee table and its collection of paperweights and framed family photos. Sinclair tried to get between the knight and the dragon. St. George, he said, in a voice that rang with authority, though it was no more than a whisper. Might I suggest that you conquer this terrifying serpent outdoors? Things are likely to get broken in the fierce struggle between man and beast. The first boy bowed gallantly and pointed his sword at Jane. Fair maid, I've come to rescue you from your tower. Jane giggled. Thank you, Sir Fitz, but I am quite happy up here. Refusing to be upstaged by his twin brother, the other boy growled and circled around a leather chair and ottoman, a writing desk, and a globe on a stand in order to position himself directly under the ladder. If you don't give me all of your gold, then I'll eat you, he snarled and held out his hand rakes. Doing her best to appear frightened, Jane clutched at her chest. Please, oh fearsome and powerful dragon, I have no gold. In fact, my castle is falling apart around me. I was just wishing for a fairy godmother to float down and- There aren't any fairies in this story, the dragon interrupted crossly. Fairies are for girls. Yeah, the knight echoed indignantly. Jane knew she had offended her six-year-old sons, but before she could make amends, her eye fell on the ruler in Fitz's hands, and an idea struck her. Fitz, Hem, you are my heroes, she cried, hurrying down the ladder. The boys exchanged befuddled glances. We are? They spoke in unison, as they so often did. But I'm supposed to be a monster, Hem objected. Jane touched his cheek. And you've both been so convincing that you can go straight to the kitchen and tell Mrs. Hubbard that I've given my permission for you both to have an extra piece of chocolate-dipped shortbread at tea this afternoon. Their gray eyes grew round with delight, but then Fitz whispered something in Ham's ear. Pushing back his salad bowl helm, he gave his mother a mournful look. Mrs. Hubbard won't believe us. 
She'll tell us that story about the boy who cried wolf again. I'll write a note, Jane said. The boys exchanged high fives as she scribbled a few lines on an index card. Shall I tuck this under one of your scales, Mr. Dragon? She shoved the note into the pocket of Hem's raincoat. Now run along. Sinclair and I have a party to plan. Sinclair waited for the boys to leave before seating himself at his desk chair. He uncapped a fountain pen and held it over a clean notepad. A party, Miss Jane? Jane flounced in the chair across from him and rubbed her palm over the cover of the small book in her hands. This is Agatha Christie's death on the Nile. Are we having a Halloween party then? Sinclair asked. With pharaohs and mummies and such? He furrowed his shaggy brows. Did the boys' get-ups influence your decision? Not just a costume party. Think bigger. Jane.